0: I hear all types. Like I hear the wildest the stuff that you could <laughs> ever think of. Like, <laughs> is it hot under there? Uh, the, just anything you could you could even think of, and you'll be surprised. Even in Africa, mm-hmm. you're gonna hear it. Um, natural hair is just now being like super embraced in in Africa and it's it's still a still a process. But of course if I pull up in Ghana like this, what you think they're gonna say? They are not gonna just look at me like it's it's cool. My mom even be like, You look like a witch. Why do you wear your head like that? <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really engraved into the culture. So I mean
1: You're listening to Stuck in the Middle Podcast, a platform for entrepreneurs, innovators, and creatives of African descent. Hear stories, ideas, experiences, and advice on breaking barriers. This episode is brought to you by our online store. Visit sitmpodcast.com and shop Stuck in the Middle merch. We've also partnered with Perfect Office Solutions to bring you affordable, professional, and flexible private office spaces in seven locations in the DMV. Use promo code Podcast to get 10% off your monthly lease. If you're looking for office space, hit up Perfect Office Solutions. Tell them Stuck in the Middle sent you and save some money on some perfect office space.
2: I'm excited for this episode today. I got a special guest in the building. Uh, shout out to Sir Charles, man. He made this happen. Um, she is, like I said, special. She's the founder of Fist Up Afros Out and one half of Haze and Haze. Please welcome Hazel Dennis to Stuck in Middle Podcast. How you feeling, yo?
0: Hey, guys.
2: How you doing? I'm
0: good. How are you?
2: That afro is really out. you. I'm just going to start right there. It's out, out. It's you know, out, out. <laughs> this,
0: it's funny. This week, I wore my actual afro, because sometimes, you know, I might have, like, the 50% pieces in there, but I wore my actual afro, and then everybody was just like, wow, like... It's out-out still. I'm like, yeah. I'm about
2: to be out, really, out. like, ignorant. Because, like, Afro inches, like, 4C, whatever, whatever. I have yeah. no clue. Yeah. I was I was on Twitter when Harriet Tubman came out. And somebody was like, why they got Harriet in a 4C in this movie? <laughs> I I'm
1: thought that was funny.
0: <laughs> What's I'm 4C, did. by the way? So, everybody has a different hair texture. Uh-huh. It goes, um, there's just different categories. So, there's a number and a letter that goes to your hair. I'm 4C hair texture. You look maybe like a 4A. I Four an A. It means pass, you know. Saying, you know what I'm saying? Up. Straight A's all day.
2: All day. So for, <laughs> for, you know, so like I said, Charles, he he couldn't be here for those who are, and he really wanted to be here to meet you. For um, those who are unfamiliar with you, who is Hazel?
0: Um, so Hazel in a nutshell is a creative entrepreneur. That's kind of how I like to classify it, just because I feel like a lot falls under the black haze umbrella um so creative entrepreneur in a nutshell as you said the the ceo of uh, Fist step afros out one half of Hayes Hayes, of course uh i do have like web series and other different projects that i work on but in a nutshell creative entrepreneur
2: your background is actually in um social work mm-hmm. how how did you go from you know saying like social work to creating what people know like you know saying you're popping on igs you know eye catching (laughs) photos you know what i mean creative apparel jackets what you got on right now thank you how did you go from there to there
0: it's weird so um i've always been like this creative person and you know growing up african there is no creativity there is no individuality there is no you're not gonna do anything outside of academics so uh of course in college um, it took me a while to actually figure out that I was going to be a social worker. But when I finally did declare my uh, my major, I knew it was something that, that I, like, I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, mm-hmm. So I went ahead and got my master's. So at that point, what I didn't know is that, um, yeah, I'm going to be a social worker for the rest of my life, but I can't do it the traditional way of mm-hmm. doing it. I knew there was a way um, that I had to incorporate my creativity into mm-hmm. it. Cause for a while, just felt like it was just very suppressed, and I had a I had a professor at the time in grad school who told me out of nowhere the first day she met me, um, don't ever allow somebody to question your professionalism because of how you dress mm. or, or what you stand for. I didn't know this lady from a bucket of paint, white lady, didn't white know her old from, lady from, Adam. from nowhere, <laughs> and she just said that to me. And at that time, I really needed that. Um, Fast flash forward to years ahead, she's now like a crazy brand ambassador for like big brands and Vogue and this and that. So that was the very first like representation of an idea of, wow, like I could really be a. She wasn't even
2: a professor. She was a professor. She was a social
0: work professor um, on the master's level, but she was like one of the most brilliant professors I had ever met, like in general, Mm. in any, any like academic area I was in. And then for her to still be creative and be outwardly creative, like that was big for me to see that be a thing. So she kind of inspired me to do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I went from then to that.
2: How did you, you know, so like you mentioned earlier, and that's essentially where this platform was birthed from, you know, where we're from. You're from Ghana. Yes. Did you grow up the way you born there?
0: I was actually born here. Um, and it's funny, a lot of people don't know that I'm also a librarian. Mm. So I'm half librarian as well. My dad was Liberian, librarian and my mom is Ghanaian. So I'm half and half. Um, but, yeah, definitely born here. Um, I try to go back to Ghana as much as possible because a lot of our family is still there. You're
2: actually going next week. You I'm going
0: next week. Ah, <laughs> Africa December. Man, I'm going back next week. I bet, I,
2: can I just enter a bag? Listen, just
0: and... go ahead and just get inside of that bag because, because at this point, be.
2: how long you gonna be down here?
0: Probably for like a month. I'm trying to stay for two months. So if I can stay for two months, that'd be good. Um, I've learned that I need that that break that that clarity that mm-hmm. peace every year cuz it gets it gets crazy in America like honestly if if i had it my way i wouldn't move back and like just be a a global entrepreneur at this point but i know it's it's more things i have to do before i get to that step so mm-hmm. i'm chilling for now is
2: social work still a thing for you like is entrepreneurship 100% all you doing right now
0: no uh social work is absolutely a thing for me so Um, Like you said, with with all my brands, they're all different. But what I try to do is incorporate social work within Mm -hmm. each one. So, for example, with Fist Up, Afros Out, people may know it for the apparel Mm -hmm. side of it. But this is why, like every fall and spring, I I don't have a new collection or I don't do fashion shows or there's just certain things I don't do because the focus of Fist Up, Afros Out has always been the community service, the programs, the activities Mm -hmm. side of it. Um, and when I went to school, my focus was in social justice and international work. So that's my focus as well. When I go to Ghana, I'm doing uh, Fist Up, Afros Out projects all all day long. I've, all year I've been doing different Fist Up, Afros Out proposals for different countries and states and things like that and um, even with my web series so my web series is based in thrift store shopping Mm because if you don't see me in fist up afro's out you're going to see me in in thrift store clothes Mm -hmm. Um, but with each state that i go to each thrift store that i go to a lot of thrift stores are like community based so i'll teach a lesson of i'll say for example i went to a thrift store in miami in the arts district and the basis of that thrift store was hiv prevention and education and so we went in we talked to the counselors we talked talked about um just being healthy sexual wise and knowing your your status as far as being mm-hmm. hiv positive and things like that so uh i always try to have that social work aspect into everything i do every single so thing so stitching
2: your fabric you're not know the you know the fourth uh dimension of what we call here stuck in the podcast a disgrace to your family <laughs> nah. you know what i'm saying other than the lawyer I the doctor the engineer disgrace. you know what i mean so you're still keeping it how did your parents react how did your, your people react to you making that switch from you know the the the, the life of, you know, going to school, getting a job, a career, to mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and doing what you want to do.
0: Um, I think I played it safe. I played it safe. I did it right, you know. What I do went you mean? <laughs> like of, of course, went to high school, finished high school. Um, no kids, went straight to college. It's important. And very important <laughs> for parent. Went straight to college, um, had great grades, paid my way through college, worked my whole way, was very focused, um, graduated on time with honors went straight to get my masters no kids no husband no husband nothing like that Mm -hmm. i was good um and so after after i got my masters and everything i was personally at a point where i was like yo i i've been in line for for this like for my whole life it's time for me to get out of line Mm -hmm. and i think i think if my dad was still here he would have been with it regardless of what i was i wanted to do Mm -hmm. but my mom was just very uh traditional in the in the like, in the sense of, like, education. Mm-hmm. So, after I got my master's, um, my mom just knew there wasn't really much more she could tell me. Like, yeah, what facts. more can can I really do? And then I worked for a year on, mm-hmm. on some nine-to-five so You paid so your
2: way through the joint. I paid
0: my way through undergrad. I took loans out for grad school.
2: Kind of have to. Have to. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so at this point, she don't really understand it. She, she questions a lot of it, but she's to the point where, like, all right, you did what you had to do. And if anything fails, you could always fall back on mm-hmm. your degree. So mm-hmm. she, yeah. she's cool with it.
2: Yeah, that's nuggets for all the, you know what I'm saying, aspiring entrepreneurs out there. Not aspiring, yeah, but, you yeah. know what I'm saying, like, play it safe, especially when dealing with, like, the African uh, generation of parents or whatever. But just go crazy and do it if you want to. But, you know what I'm saying, here you are working a nine-to-five, mm-hmm. and you mentioned you weren't feeling fulfilled, though, doing at some point doing um, social work mm-hmm. and what was it about that regular nine to five that was like listen, I'm more pulled towards entrepreneurship
0: mm. um, what's crazy is like at the top of so this time last year I was in the process of you know still working my nine to five mm-hmm and it just got to a point and social work is one of those jobs that's just very mentally straining just um, it's so emotionally Mm -hmm. draining and i was working with the homeless population um with children and adults so just the stories i would see on a day-to-day basis would be crazy Mm -hmm. and then turn around and i have my own stuff to deal with when i get home and just on an everyday basis it was just it was just very mentally draining so i just got to a space where. I was just like, yo, like I can't I, I knew I couldn't do it, but it was just that I didn't have the money, I wasn't put in a position to be like, alright, I have to quit it So I told myself two years out, like alright, I'm gonna work this job for two years and on this day, like I gotta get out, like I have to have a plan You set if a, de-
2: de- a deadline and put a plan
0: Yeah, like I can't, I can't, like I just foresaw it, like this is gonna be an issue so okay, two years from now, save up this amount of money you know, whatever's important to you, do this and do that and, and get out of there, but um, what's funny is that I now work a 9 to 5 again A lot of people don't. I haven't announced it On like social media Or nothing But people like That's around me you Gotta know. brand
2: it <laughs> Yeah
0: exactly But it's it's crazy Because like I never told people Like don't work A 9 to 5 I think it just has To align with What you have going on mm-hmm. So like my new 9 to 5 um, It's only twice a week mm-hmm. And um, for a couple hours And I, this is the first time I finally feel like I'm getting paid Like master's degree money So a part of it Before was like Okay it's very emotional, Emotionally draining And I'm not not getting paid, but it was also very time consuming. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we would get off of work at five, Mm -hmm. take two hours, get home and get settled and then try to do your work. It would just be like, you wouldn't have enough energy to do your own work. Mm -hmm. So now that I, yes, I am working a nine to five, but it's not like all day, every day. Um, It's different now because I can see how it's different working five days a week Mm -hmm. versus two days a week for a couple hours feeling valued by getting paid and then the, the, the quality of work is very different. Yeah. So it, yeah. it was never like a nine to five. I just think it needs to align with like you as a personal yeah. person. Yeah. I a lot of really
2: entrepreneurs, follow. you know, we speak with on this plate that I speak with and they're like, man, like, you know, just quit and do entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, you know, how can we make the 9 to 5, you know, experience more enjoyable, fulfilling to the point where that other half of people was like, this is not for me. Entrepreneurship, I see it. I, you know, I rate it, but I, I love working. How can we make that experience more, more you know, fulfilling, joyful so that people can, you know, love their jobs and not feel pressured by social media to want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. It's okay to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think like you said, it's, it's definitely okay to work. I think it, everybody cannot be a boss. Everybody cannot be an entrepreneur. Like, you talking, some people, People can't even juggle three things at once. How are you gonna be an entrepreneur? It's mm. fine. Like everybody has to play their role. But I think what it really comes down to is like you gotta know yourself. You gotta know what, what you what's your future like what you want your future to look like. You gotta know what your five year plan is. You gotta know like what it is you wanna accomplish because that if that doesn't align with where you're going, mm-hmm. how you're working, where you're working, you're not gonna enjoy your job because mm-hmm. you're lost in the beginning. Your foundation mm-hmm. is weak. I think once you build up your foundation and you know what you want to do, um, Just, you know, build everything around Mm -hmm. that. And then for those people who... I know a lot of people who went to college um, for their parents and majored in things that they didn't like. So here they are. for
2: their parents. (laughs) Yeah. Here
0: they are, doctors. Mm -hmm. You know, they make a lot of money. Money isn't everything, but they're just unhappy. Mm -hmm. You got to go back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. You have to go back to the drawing board. I'm sorry that you invested eight years of your life, ten years of your life. But you want to be unhappy for the rest of your life? You got to... Start from scratch and it's it's hard and it's way easier said than done, but um a lot of people will waste time trying to figure out like what's wrong with me why am I depressed like and but don't want to throw away why mm-hmm. they're depressed and why they're throw it away start yeah.
2: over yeah I was just gonna ask you what your advice was for people who are feeling miserable in the job because I know a lot like you yeah. know and you just answered it I was um I did it a social worker before mm-hmm. and I told one of my cousins I was like you know I was telling him about her and he was like what she does I was like social worker, he was like that's collateral damage. You know, from the stories that you mentioned mm-hmm. you know, and just hearing people's stories and bringing that home. But, you know, uh, if you can manage it, then, yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the biggest part is is management. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people ask social workers, like, well, so right now I'm a, I'm a mental health therapist. So a lot of people will be like, okay, you're giving therapy to people every day, but who's your therapist? Like, that's everybody's <laughs> favorite mind mine. Um, and that's a great question. A lot of therapists need therapy therapy, like a hundred percent because you will go crazy um but it's just finding out like what coping mechanisms work for you and which ones don't Mm -hmm. um everybody's different so
2: i like it man listen switching gears a little bit what is what is fist up afros out
0: okay so uh fist up afros out is an organization that i started because i saw that There wasn't like everything wasn't unified like I wanted wanted it to be Mm. so down to our people down to our activities down to school down to education any category you could think of I'm just like yo there's a divide within our people like the dots are not connecting like I want them to Um, and you know with me being a social worker and with me being focused on social justice and international work I think the first step is to be unified before you can do anything So that's pretty much the basis of Fist Up, Afro's Out. So um, of course, I choose to do that through creative arts, but also through programs and activities and events and things like that. Um, So in a nutshell, it's just the organization that aims to unify our people Mm -hmm. through those, those channels.
2: This mm, this it's a whole it's like an organization, it's not, an organization. not just an apparel nah uh-huh.
0: never never just just an apparel it's cool like this this is just promotional wear mm-hmm. like you make something that looks cool people walk around with it people are gonna ask where'd you get that from mm-hmm. oh what's that what's that about then they learn about this organization okay how can I support okay what can I do how can I be a part mm-hmm. oh they have events okay well if the outfit yeah cute, so then... how can
2: people you know support essentially how can somebody you know, like yo I, I dig that You yeah, know, what yeah. so we, we're talking about you know programs events fashion and mm-hmm. unity you know I want to be a part of that. What? What? Where did it start?
0: Yeah. Uh. It's. Wait. How did it start? Oh, where, where? Getting
2: connected and plugged in. Okay. And, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's real easy at this point. Like right now, I'm in the process of building a team. Um. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go full gear in 2020. Um, and how people can get apart, literally, there's just so much work to be done in different avenues. It's whatever you you do. Like, if mm-hmm. you hit me up and you're a graphic designer, I, can, I need you for the flyers, okay? You can help me with the flyers. If you're a graphic designer and you want to just give me uh, advice or just, oh, maybe you should do this that way instead of this way. Um, I had somebody DM me like, yo, your link is long. You should just shorten it. Like, little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to, you know, be on a bigger scale like sponsorships and things like that, an email, Just email me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really, I really want people to feel a part of it. I really want people to feel like they're able to connect to it. And not that it's so far-fetched. Um, a lot of, like, the work that I do now is very youth-aimed because I just remember fit not, like, just not knowing, not knowing where I fit in, um, like, just creatively, mm-hmm. but also professionally and educationally, just in so many ways. So, like I said, I feel like unity is the key to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just an email.
2: Crazy story, though. Um, I think, you know, a is a big part of it. You know, Feast of Africa's out. you know, it's the face of it, I would mm-hmm. say, if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy story, I was reading, when you started it, actually, you had to take the guy who uh, was printing the shirts to court or something like that. Yeah, yeah. What's what's that about?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Fist Up Afros Out originally wasn't supposed to just be one, like, brand. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be a multitude of different messages on different shirts Mm. um, to kind of push that unity messaging, um, like, to where I wanted it to go. So long story short, the guy who was supposed to print these multiple shirts... Ended up messing every single one up, ended up just taking his sweet time and acting like nothing was wrong. And um, the only shirt that survived his whole thing was the Fist Up Afros Out shirt. (laughs) And I think it's a reason, like in hindsight, looking back, I think it's a reason why everything played out that way. Um, So there were only two that survived, a white and a black Fist Up Afros Out t-shirt and so i wore one and my brother wore another one and uh we went to the justice for else parade mm-hmm. or march i should say uh led by farrakhan in dc mm-hmm. i believe it was like three years ago so that was a very very first time that we had like um you know put it out and um it, it grew just legs. It, it grew legs it grew legs and i was just like you know what i'm gonna call it fist up afros out because fist up afros out, out of all of them was one of my favorites for what it like stood for so like if you if you look at the logo you'll see the fist which you know of course represents unity there's a peace sign in the pit cone which represents peace which Mm -hmm. i feel like that's also a basis that uh we focus on the afro i wanted to just represent like a metaphor Mm -hmm. like an afro is freely flowing it stays up it sticks up on its own it Mm -hmm. doesn't really need anything and so um everything down to the logo is very symbolic to me Mm -hmm. um so
2: yeah yeah having to, you know saying like go through all that you know um one of the things about entrepreneurship is capital funds you know what i mean mm-hmm. someone w- will see that as a setback how did you find the resources re resources and capital to say listen this is just a setback mm-hmm. uh, and keep going
0: mm-hmm. um it was hard it was hard because uh i'm still in grad school at this time so of course you know i was broke i was not living in like in the same state with a lot of the people that I had connections to so most of my connections were here in the DMV because that's where I'm from um, but at the time I was living in, in New York so I didn't really know so many people to be like hey uh, do you know somebody that prints shirts do you know somebody that da da so a lot of it was just kind of like outreaching um, but I, I took it easy I took it easy I didn't start off with a bunch of jackets mm-hmm. and a bunch of shirts I really printed off one shirt at a time two shirts at a time and then um, Once, like like I said, once when I went to that march and they grew legs, I just started taking orders as they came. Mm -hmm. So whatever money the customer paid for, I would literally go and get the shirt made until I had, I think, two hundred dollars. And then when I had two hundred dollars, I was able to give the two hundred dollars to the printing guy and have him print more. Mm -hmm. And then I just followed that. That um that pattern over and over again. So I think the key is small quantities. A lot of people think they have to start off with the hats and the shirts and the jeans and the. Th- you don't have to have everything ready. You know, start off small. It's gonna grow. Start off small. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then also like who wants a bunch of like merch in their house or in their storage? Like it save up on space. Um, just be very economic Mm -hmm. economically friendly Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) eco-friendly you know what i'm saying but yeah start small
2: yeah Pointing in on the uh the afro part about it um what do you think there is a misappropriation of you know afro um or some might say it's a fad like what are your thoughts on that right now
0: uh go a little deeper go a little deeper what do you mean
2: like you know what's the worst comment you've ever heard about your hair
0: Oh, I mean, a, a lot of comments. It's it's crazy because um, people will hate you for how you naturally look or how you naturally perceive yourself. So every black person... Well, I'm not gonna say every black person, but but most black people look different across whatever spectrum. Whether you know your different shade or your hair texture is different, like we were talking about the different hair textures, and that's why they have those so mm-hmm. you can classify. Um, but yeah, people gonna say what they're gonna say. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, but uh, I think it comes with the territory. Whether I had straight hair, people gonna come for me. Whether I had long hair, people gonna come for me. But I think that's why it's important, even just outside of my organization, it's important to research things that you support. Because if people were to really research fist Step Afros out They would understand like What it means mm-hmm. What what it symbolizes What it was meant to symbolize You know what I'm saying Like So if they don't do their research Then that's on them If they feel a certain type of way Of how I look That's on them You know If they feel a certain type of way Because you, you want to wear your hair like that Then that's on them um, But again Ignorance is always like It's rooted in ignorance So and that's, How
2: much that's, uh, effort and time Do you spend on your hair?
0: oh uh, it depends depends on the day i know you guys might see me in like pigtails one day that my hair type is that type of it It just behaves how it wants to behave so you know most times the afro is easier for me because it's just like okay it is, it is it is gonna be what it is um but if it's if i have like style like bantu knots or braids or twists it might be a little bit more effort mm-hmm. but it depends on the day
2: do you take it to work? I mean, you already laid it out like you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't care. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like the white man looking at you. Yeah. Granted, we don't care what they say. Yeah, but you yeah. know, is that a thing in your in the back of your mind?
0: It's it's funny you say that because that used to be a thing I used to focus on really hard. I used to even focus on stuff like, okay, I need to be speaking properly at all times at work, and I'm gonna wear tracks to work every day, straight here. Like, it's so tiring, and I I feel like in hindsight, thankful that I did have an opportunity to live in um in new york because it's the most diverse city in america you see so many different people and i would go to work this is before i was working i would go to my internships and i would see my white bosses cursing talking any kind of way they wanted to talk using <clears throat> slang coming with purple hair pink hair and i'm just like w- w- what makes this any different for me like i want to come in here with my pink hair my blue hair da 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 after a while I just started doing it. I just started doing it um but i think what saves me a lot is that was an internship so they wasn't about to tell me i couldn't do it mm-hmm. um and then when i when i was doing it in like at like a real nine to five i was back in pg and pg is like
1: all all <laughs> black people
0: so what y'all really gonna tell y'all used to seeing afros mm-hmm. y'all used to seeing locks um so that's not to say that anybody else can just get up and go to work like that mm-hmm. i do understand that it, it may be hard for somebody else but in my personal experience it's It's worked for me so far. and and now that i'm I where i'm where I'm at professionally, I don't think I would ever purposely like wanna change my hair to appease anybody. Like at this point, you're just gonna get what you're gonna get, and that's it. So.
2: Uh, is is this one your hair?
0: No, it's, it's half. It's half and half, 50%. <laughs> so you have 50 here, and you have 50 there. <laughs> but yeah, so on days when I wear like the 50-50, the people be laughing when I say 50-50, but it really is 50-50. When I had a 50-50 in, it's because like it's either too cold outside or like here in the DMV, it gets really humid. So like my hair, for 4C hair is very common for like starting off like this, and then you go outside and it's humid, and then it's like... Mm. We can't have that We can't have my fro Looking like this When I leave the house And then looking Mm. like that Like we can't have that So Yeah
2: What's the best comment You hear about your fro Uh
0: I don't know People say stuff like You look like You smell like Shea butter Uh White people be trying To be funny And be like Can I touch it Can I touch it Is that a bird's nest (laughs)
2: Like
0: (laughs) I hear all type Like I hear the wildest (laughs) stuff. the best comment You could (laughs) ever Think of Like (laughs) <laughs> is it hot under there? Uh the, just anything you could you could even think of and you'll be surprised even in Africa mm. you're going to hear it. Um natural hair is just now being like super embraced in in Africa and it's it's still a still a process but of course if i pull up in ghana like this what you think they're gonna say they're not gonna just look at me like it's it's cool my mom even be like you look like a witch why do you wear your like hair <laughs> so you know it's it's really engraved into the culture so i mean
2: you
0: <laughs> you're gonna get what you're gonna get with me <laughs>
2: Ay, <laughs> Switching gears a little bit. Uh, you said, this is a quote, uh, thrift shopping has influenced my life because it gives me a chance to travel without traveling. What do you mean by that? You know, you mentioned thrifting a little bit earlier. It's a big part of what you do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, thrifting, it gives you a chance to travel without traveling. What do you mean by that?
0: It's so funny you say that because I'm just like... Like people be like Oh and I quote I'm like dang When I say this But it's cool
2: I did my
1: research
0: I love it I love it Journalists of, of the year Thank um, you You're welcome Um uh... Wait, can we repeat the quote one more time? It gives
2: me, uh it's influenced my life because it gives me a chance to travel without traveling.
0: Okay, so a lot of the clothes that I wear, um, as you guys can see, very bright, very vibrant. Um, I dress according to my mood. Mm. So, like... You know, today it was gloomy. I was like, I want to feel happy. I'm gonna wear some bright colors today. You know, that's just just how I feel. So, a lot of times, these clothes are not made in America. They're made in different places, or they represent different cultures, and so that's that's just what um, I like to reflect. I can I can wear my my Kente cloth and feel like I'm in Ghana, or I can wear uh, a yellow. Um, like some type of suit, and feel like I'm in the UK somewhere. So it allows me to remove myself from, let's say, the cold when you don't want to leave the house, mm-hmm. and you know, just wear your travels through
2: your clothing. Mm-hmm. So- I dig it. Uh, when well, you pulled up, you pulled up. Was that your brother? Yeah. And yeah, you know, you mentioned earlier you have Do we we look eyes. I didn't really peep him. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Y'all, y'all do know? I don't know. Is that something you get a lot? He's yeah. much taller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His All older my brothers
0: are taller. He's younger than me.
2: What 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 do you rank in terms of siblings?
0: I'm second. There's seven of us.
2: Hi. Wama mom, wampa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So I'm the only girl out of out of six boys. Ah, um, protection. Yeah. You going to
2: Ghana by yourself?
0: I am. My uh, one of my brothers might come a little later, but for now I think I'm
2: going by my mom. She's home. gonna come back with her husband, y'all. Everybody keeps saying <laughs> that. Y'all don't y'all
0: okay, we're gonna play this over if I come back with a husband. My mom just told me that today, like before I came here. Are you looking? I'm looking, I'm, I'm ready to have kids, I'm ready to be married, I'm ready for all of that, but, you know, it gotta be the right type of situation. What are
2: DMs looking like then? DMs looking like... Because you're on Instagram, you know what I'm saying, haze and haze, and you got, you know, feast up, everything is popping, yeah. you're killing it.
0: It's crazy, like, a lot of people would assume that, like, my DMs is crazy, they're really not crazy.
2: They're dry. they
0: not, they, I mean, they're it, like it could moist. be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It could be a good thing because, like, I don't need the nonsense in my inbox. Um, and then what people do come in my inbox, is usually like they come correct. Mm-hmm. They come correct, or so they think they come correct. So, um, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if my persona maybe like filters out a lot of the, mm-hmm. the, the bull. But I don't know. It's not, it's not as wet as people mm-hmm. think it is. Like, yeah. it, it be chill. You
2: know, with somebody like you, um, you know, influencer, mm-hmm. somebody you know who has, you know, um a face out there you know and you know with the afro and your branding it's it, it you know it attracts a certain kind of do you would you agree a certain kind of you know people
0: uh yes uh i didn't i didn't think so before
2: would it scare you do you think it scares guys away you know what I'm saying like dang you know I, I i would click on a girl's you know uh she got you know upwards of 7k followers and up i immediately exit this guys
0: is, have told me this before. I don't I don't know. I guess because I know myself and everybody. I was everybody. speaking for a lot
2: of guys. That, uh, this is things that we do. So legit. legit. This is like legit. This is a, the thing. Like, it's,
0: it's weird to me. It's like, how are these numbers? Like, first of all, social media is a fake. real thing. But at the same time, I'm like... I just be thinking everybody's on the same thought process as me and understands me as a person, but I'm just now recently starting to, like, understand, like, nah, like, some people see the numbers and some people might see the pictures and might assume, like, you're a certain way, and to the point where, like, even I meet people in person, especially guys, and they'd be like, wow, you're so cool, like, I would have never guessed, and da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, why would you think anything, like, why? Oh, you have da-da-da-da followers. I'm like, but what does that, what does that mean, like? Like, I I, I low-key wouldn't be making a fake page. Uh, <laughs> She's making a I, burner account. I, I am. So when I meet people, because even when I meet people in yeah, person, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's follow each other. And they see me. They're just like, whoa.
2: Because the assumption is your DMs is flooded. So I'm going to, you know, it's traffic jam. I'm going to be queued up. They, <laughs>
0: they really not. They really not.
2: So what is Haze and Haze?
0: So Haze Haze is uh, kind of like a visual... Like I don't wanna say an agent, a visual agency just yet because we're not there, but it's just something me and my my younger brother started. <clears throat> so like I said, there's seven of us in total. And um out of all of us, him and I are the are the same. I'm mm. gonna say the same. We're similar as far as like <laughs> dressing goes. Um and a little bit of our attitude. He's a little bit more OC than me, but for the most part, we're like the black sheep of our siblings. Mm. Um, and so we would go out all the time and take pictures and people would always compliment our outfits. And we was just like, we should we should start an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, this is before it was a thing to like do photo shoots, crazy. It was before it was a thing to shoot with your siblings. Uh, we was really just doing it for fun. Um, and because we were like one of the first ones online to kind of like do it, it just like blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I wasn't living, like, in the same state as him, so it just became difficult to, like, continue to keep it up. Um, but it's, it's, it's cool because it just showcased our creativity in different ways. So he's more visual arts, um, more, like, behind-the-camera editing, videography, whereby, like, I'm the opposite So uh, the aim is for us to eventually start a creative agency where we're Mm -hmm. able to provide these services, not just through us, but through other people as well. Um, And the the aim was just that you can do you can go into business with your with your family. You can love your siblings. You can create art with your your siblings and, you know, like be close to like make it cool to be Mm -hmm. close to your siblings. And um, Mm -hmm. partially, like I said, it it comes to social work, because like what I've learned dealing with uh, families is that. A lot of families are separated. You know what I'm saying? A lot of families are separated, especially in, like, the African and black community. Um, and that's just something that I just wanted to just turn around and not have be a thing. We used to do posts every week where we would post, like, people sending our sending your pitch of you and your siblings. And we would post it on the timeline and, mm.
2: or things like that. Um, so that's that's Hayes Hayes. Mm-hmm. I dig it. You know, this this platform was just started by my brother. Um, mm. And, you know, we hosted it for a n- number of I think two years Until he moved um, So yeah um, it's, it's dope It's dope to You know Go in business With your family yeah. You know We've had conversations About you know uh, Nepotism And things like that But mm-hmm. yeah It's you know If, if it works Do it yeah. um, And so With, with that avenue you also um host a web series you know interviewing entrepreneurs stylists and people like that mm-hmm. first off you know what I'm saying stuck in me just trying to be a part of that you know come through get interviewed Oh, what is that about well, you know who, who do you speak to who do you you know invite on your web series things like that what do you talk about
0: mm-hmm. um so i'm thinking you're talking about uh don't don't box me in. Yeah. So uh, with Don't box me in, which haha, I have so many episodes I need to upload. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you you understand because you have a podcast. That that whole thing is is just a job on itself. Uh, but yeah, I try to. My main thing is to highlight up and coming artists. Um, there's so much talented artists that just don't get any recognition or any shine so like even though i'm not like in 100k crew or i'm not like a celebrity or anything like that i just feel like with the small platform that i do have that i do want to highlight these people like i try to go to different open mics and different shows different local shows just just to kind of see like what's going on what the mood is Mm -hmm. like In the quote-unquote streets, Um, and I love doing that because a lot of people that I've come into contact with, maybe I I haven't gotten like a specific interview just yet, but a lot of people that I've come into contact with um, have blown up within a year
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of me just interacting with them or talking to them. Like everybody I met at South by Southwest this year is getting or is nominated for a Grammy right now. It was on the Dreamville album, like. I just Mm -hmm. met y'all like five months ago, but it's like, I feel like I have a a gift where I can see like the success in in certain
2: people and
0: I try to like support them any way Mm -hmm. that I can. Um, So that's more so like what I I try to do Mm -hmm. when I interview. I
2: dig it. Uh, You mentioned earlier, you know, seeing a hole, seeing a need, you know, that need for unity Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to plug that hole, which is, you know, one thing that, I encourage somebody going into entrepreneurship or anything like that, you know, follow your passions. Where do you see that right now as far as an African community, black mm-hmm. people community, mm-hmm. you know, the unity and where your brand has taken it right now?
0: Um, that's a great question. I see it. I see it crazy in the African community. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we, we. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's half and half, right? Like on the music side, definitely very unified. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You have all the Beast artists right now coming together, trying to make it make it pop in the states we've been popping in our own countries but now we're like all right you know it's only a few of us let's come together let's get this done i love that um but then you have on the other hand you have situations like you know people on twitter being like oh burner boy don't want to come to south africa well da 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 like fuck it or you know you got people in south africa having act legit slaves or wherever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's different depending on uh what you're talking about. But for the most part, I feel that we are if it's not unity, I feel like we're on the road to becoming way more unified. I think people being aware that we're not unified in different ways, whether that be uh when things happen, when people don't come together in, in their communities, whether it be when a tragedy happens and people do come together, it gives people an idea of the levels of where we are, and it makes them move how they need to move. Um, so, yeah, we, we may not be a, a, a complete unit right now, but I definitely feel like we're moving there. Um, and Fist Up AfroZero is still a baby. Like, we haven't hit the five-year mark yet. Um, but even with my organization, like I see it, like the different events that I do, the different people that I interact with, um, even a different corporations and companies and even other entrepreneurs that I mm-hmm. reach out to or that I speak to that kind of tell me that I'm way more established than me and I kind of tell me, like, you're on the right track, you're on the, tra- on the right track, keep it moving, keep it going. Or just anything. Like, I could be anywhere and, and somebody be like, ain't you fissed up, Afro's out? I'm like, yeah, that's me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's a process, though.
2: It's mm-hmm. cool. So what's your advice, you know, um, for a younger person looking to explore their creativity or somebody just feeling stuck right now?
0: uh i would say just go through the motions like allow yourself to go through the motions do not try to rush the process of that that might look like a year of you taking a break to really meditate on what you need to figure out that might look like three months you know that might look like you having to go to another state to figure it out maybe you gotta start work like it's just different things um that you have to do but my biggest piece of advice is just keep it real with yourself and give yourself that time. Don't look at anybody else with yourself and um, just really get in the habit of knowing yourself in every avenue like on every day. I always felt like from when I was a young girl, like, I always felt like I knew, like, I had a very good idea of who I was as an individual. But now that I'm getting older, I'm just realizing that you learn stuff about yourself every single day. And I think you have to want that. You have to have that in you to be like, I'm going to learn something new about myself every day. Mm. Like, don't be closed off. Don't think you as a 21, 22, 23-year-old, this is you. Like, that's not the end of the road. We got decades left you know lord willing we got super decades left so it's just like be open um don't rush the process and don't look at anybody else's plate eat your own damn food okay like, we can't, we're not, we are not we not looking at nobody else or what social media is telling us we need to be at or none of that. Like, just do what you got to do
2: for you, and it'll work itself out. I dig it, man. Listen, we have had the pleasure of speaking with the founder of Hazen Hayes. She is uh, one half of Hazen Hayes and the founder of Fist Up, Afro's Out, Hazel Dennis. Appreciate you coming through Kicking It With Us, Thank yo. Thank you. You're about to be on your way to Ghana. Yeah. Um, have fun.
0: Thank you. We're
2: gonna play this back. Yes. We bring that husband.
0: Yes. yes. I'm be scared, y'all. <laughs> if I bring back a husband. I'm gonna be like, yo, y'all put that husband on me,
2: man. <laughs> you gonna come get that green card and dip yes, out on you? Listen, hey, no, we no, we not, we we're not, you we're know, not having that, <laughs> not having that. Appreciate you coming through. Thank fam. Thank you for
1: having me. Appreciate yeah, you
2: guys. Yeah, likewise. This has been great. Listen, if you enjoy what you heard, what you watched on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the ringer so you get updates every time we drop something new. Um, I'm Flex. This episode has been sponsored by a Perfect Office Solution. Again, use that promo code SITM Podcast. You get 10 off if you're looking for professional, flexible affordable uh, Office space in the DMV area. Hit them up, let them know what sent you. That's the perfect office solution. Again, do screenshots, share the link in your group chats, the WhatsApp groups, all that good stuff. Let people know what we're doing out here. Appreciate everybody who supports us buying merch. It's a great thing. It drives this machine. Got our cheery in the building, got mine in the building. Shout out to AK, shout out to Charles. This has been dope. Uh, this is Stuck in Your Podcast, and we out. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think and tell other people about us on social media using the hashtag Podcast. If you want to find out more about Stuck in the Middle, visit our website SITMPodcast.com to browse our blog section. To tell us your story, send us an email at SITMPodcast at gmail.com. Till next time, be safe.